You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, first Mental Health Monday of the year of 2021. Glad to be back. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I think we all need to be here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why is... 2021, the year for mental health, Heidi. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a loaded question. <laughs> that we is a loaded not answer that. <laughs> yeah, let's just go to the regular programming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. It is time for Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. And today we're going to take a look at remembrance and growth. Uh, as I look through the notes, uh, just remembrance. What, what an interesting time of year, I think, to be talking about remembrance just to begin with. But uh, I, I guess I guess maybe New Year's Eve, that would have been a good time to talk about remembrance too. But, uh, but Yeah, it's uh, almost like, Andy, we're not driven by the culture. Like we can step out of sight of that sometimes for our mental health. How nice. <laughs> yeah, it's how nice. So where, yeah. where are you taking us today with remembrance and growth? So our programming today has two parts. The first part, we want to talk about God's memory in particular. And the question is, what does God's memory have to do with our growth? You know, what does God's memory have to do with our mental health? And then the second part of the programming is more about what our own memory has to do with growth and the way God designed it as he knit and fearfully and wonderfully made us um, as uh, an idea, as tiny little humans growing in a womb and throughout our life, um, up until a natural death and beyond into eternity. And so that's actually a really good question I hadn't thought about for this segment, but will we have memories in heaven? That I don't know. Like, let's set that over here for now. <laughs> that just opened a whole another line of thinking for me. So, uh, so part one, what does God's memory have to do with growth? And this really is interesting to me because for mental health, uh, the thing that we really need as foundational for our mental health is in the turmoil of the world, a sense of security and a sense of constancy. And so when we're little kids, this is really obvious because we know that little kids need boundaries. We know that little kids need, excuse me, some consistency, some routines in their life. I know you see that in your own household, Andy. Uh, We see these in our churches and in our schools too. It's it's really clear that kids need to know what's coming, what's ahead. And they need to know, especially that the people in their lives will always be there for them. And that shows us these two, what we call buckets of attachment. That's the best way I've ever heard it referred to. Uh, You could call it like realms of attachment or something like that. But really we each need at our core for some stable mental health, a sense of safety and a sense of connection, a sense of safety and a sense of connection. And God, the creator of the universe in Jesus Christ, his son, through the Holy Spirit gives us both when the world will fail us, right? And so we need the people in our lives to also bring that to us. God uses people. He uses the word. And 
I think that we can all think of situations where the people have failed to give safety and connection, uh, whether those are really extreme circumstances of uh, child abuse or neglect or um, extreme circumstances where uh, there was intense trauma and loss as a child. Uh, and, and those are important to God. He sees that and he gives ways for us to heal. And memory is part of that. But I think in order to get to all of that healing and all the work that our brain does and our bodies do through God's amazing creation, we have to start with, wait a minute, who is God and what is he doing? Because he's really that only stable, secure thing. So let's get started with Andy and Sarah. Can you think of any turmoil that might leave people feeling a little bit insecure or um, not safe in our world today? Nope. I nothing. mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is just yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, job loss, uh, health problems, uh, housing insecurity, food insecurity, um, relationship difficulties, uh, not being able to go to church, um, mm -hmm. you name it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Andy, would you add anything to that before we go on? Those yeah, were all, that I was would, a good list. It, any instabilities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, right? It's almost overwhelming to answer the question, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're like, well, there's so many, I'm going to miss some, and then people are going to feel underrepresented or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's true. There's so much insecurity um, in our world today. The good news is there's nothing new under the sun. This has always been true in a world that is broken and broken by sin, our sin, other people's sin, and just sin in the world. And so God, in his consistency, gives us the word that's timeless, that's throughout time, through all of those uh, cycles of uh, politics and culture and uh, all of that stuff, whatever might come into our families, into our homes, even there, his word, especially there, is that thing that remains constant and secure. And so I want to encourage you that that is really foundational. It's one reason we talk about the word of God so much in Mental Health Mondays is because that's kind of the secret sauce, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. Spirituality is finally in the secular realms, really getting kind of a renaissance in mental health where we we talk about people's spirituality and its impact but we as the church know uh, that spirituality is really where the meat of life is at. The trick is we also need to be talking about mental health in spirituality and how those things impact each other. And so remembrance and growth when we have that foundation of God the thing that we can be assured of in his word is that God's memory is really the most important thing. God's memory is constant. He is uh, the, the constant one in all of this mess. And so there's three pieces of God's memory that are important for this. Number one, God remembers his character. And do you know that in scripture, it talks about far more God remembering than it asks us to remember. And that right there gives me 
a lot mm. of courage and hope in this world, right? God mm. doesn't need something from me. He does ask it of me. And that is true. It's in scripture. But more often, it talks about God remembering. And so a couple examples, Psalm 25, verse 6, remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. So there's that, that consistency and that security in God and his steadfast love. Love, not just love, not just fleeting love that the world gives or that we experience here, but that steadfast love. Psalm 78, 38 and 40 says, yet he being compassionate atoned for their iniquity. Remember, iniquity is that Old Testament word we learned from David Fleming long ago on KFUO that is about the sin of other people coming into our lives, something we have no control over, which is part of that turmoil around us and in our lives. So yet he being compassionate atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. So especially when we look around us and see turmoil and other people bringing turmoil into our lives and we want vengeance, you know, we want God to do something and we think that will make our mental health better is if God just takes care of the people <laughs> that are wrong. Mm -hmm. This reminds us that instead God looks on things with mercy and he understands the flash of time instead of uh, our experience that feels like forever in dealing with this person. And so I think that's really helpful, uh, that piece of it, that God has a different vantage point of other people's iniquity even than we do. And the last part, of, oh, no, there's two more, then God remembers us. So God remembers us. He doesn't just remember his own mercy or his own uh, graceful character. He also remembers us in that. So when he looks at Jesus dying on the cross, because that's really like the pinnacle of how we understand God's character and the proof of his character, um, he is thinking of us. And that is a precious part of this Psalm 139 that we're studying all month long at HeidiGaiman.com, uh, that he is always thinking of us. And that's part of him knowing our thoughts and desiring to know them more. And so Psalm 115 is a good place to turn for that. It talks about how he remembers all these different places and people and blesses them. And then think of a few examples. Uh, I think it's really cool. The rainbow in the sky at the flood that's not for our benefit, just so y'all know, right? You guys <laughs> likely know this, but we so often are like, oh, the rainbow, that's hope for me. But the rainbow in the sky is for God to remember to never send a flood again. Like God needs to hold himself back because he also knows the world is hard. And that's really encouraging for me. He knows the inconsistency. He knows the lack of security that we have here. And so he offers it to us instead. And the last piece of God's memory is God remembers truth. Uh, this is helpful because one of my favorite phrases recently, especially with racial tensions and stuff, is that God is not nostalgic. We think our time and space is so dangerous compared to other times. Um, we got nothing on Noah's flood, first of all. Like, we have nothing <laughs> on that. Um, but when God looks at, for instance, the Roman Empire, he doesn't just see the fall of the Roman Empire. He sees roads expanded for the gospel 
to travel on. And he also sees the intense persecution of his followers. He doesn't just see one or the other. He sees the whole picture. And that is God's truth. In the 1960s, he sees a lot of people in American churches. But do you know what else he sees? Racial segregation. That's not okay. You know, he sees the whole picture. And I think for us, a lot of times, if we dial back and say, what does God see here? That might be really helpful for our mental health. Instead of when we get real fired up about topics and stuff, to to look out and have only our one lens, instead of just trying to see the person sitting across from us as lens, also dial back and say, what does God see here? And I think we might see a little bit of a fuller picture because he always sees way more than we do. And that's what we call perspective taking in mental health. It's really healthy. Please try it on today. <laughs> Not a lot of people <laughs> doing that on the internet right now. Um, but we, we want to hold both the good stuff in life and the hard stuff in life together. So I know it's time for a break. When we get back, uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about uh, what our own memory does for growth then. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The USA is the third largest mission field in the world, and church planning is one of the most effective means of making new disciples, new missions to new people in new places. Get ready to plow the fields. Check out the Mission Field USA podcast produced by the LCMS Office of National Mission. You can find it at kfuo.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Rahema Kavuga, Synod Relations Manager of Lutheran Church Extension Fund. Are you an investor looking to support the bold and loving work of LCMS churches? Is your church or organization ready to do bold and loving work? This year, we have a ripe opportunity to bring Christ to a hurting world. Discover the role you can play in this great work. Call 800-843-5233 or visit lcef.org. That's 800-843-5233, lcef.org. To the father with a $1.75 per hour minimum wage job in Guatemala, or for a mother combing through the rubble of their earthquake-stricken home in Chile, a Bible storybook for their children is an unimaginable luxury. Yet what child doesn't need to learn of Jesus in a language they can read and understand? You can help tell Spanish-speaking children everywhere about Jesus when you adopt the Lutheran Heritage Foundation's Juan 316 Mission Project, lhfmissions.org. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. We're talking about remembrance and growth, and particularly uh, talking about God and how God remembers. Uh, so different from how I remember things. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, a good thing. How, <laughs> and not just your keys. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, you know, working from home, you don't have to remember your keys as often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is a gift. Yeah. Or, or yeah, your badge important. to get in the building, so which is essentially mm-hmm. a key. Yeah. All right. So enough about me. Uh, back to how God remembers, <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> sure. Well, and in order to move to the next segment of what does our memory have to do with growth, we want to rest in this truth that God invites us no matter what our memories are. And we're especially talking about our experiential memories, if you will, the Mm -hmm. memories that might assault us even, uh, whether traumatic memories or just upsetting memories or uh, memories associated with our inner critic that tells us we're not good enough, we're not smart enough. Uh, All of those memories, especially come to the surface and really impact our mental health. Of course, the good ones do too. The good ones do too. Again, we're holding good and hard together and that's important. But God invites us to remember with him rather than remember without him. And this is an important piece of what Paul tells Timothy in the New Testament. He says in 2 Timothy 2, 8 and 9, remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So Paul, similar to Heidi Gaiman just has a lot of words a lot of the time and and it can sound just like really nice sounding words but we don't always pick them apart to take things from them in this passage one thing I noticed recently was that Paul is talking about remembering in suffering through his example of what Christ has brought to him in his own suffering and endurance and so a lot of times we want to forget and we we don't believe in forgive and forget. I, I don't think that that is a biblical mandate. That's a biblical mandate for God. That's something that he does, but that's not something that's asked of us. Um, but a lot of times what's even more important than that is that we need to know we are not forgotten. God has not forgotten you. And so often when memories are disturbing, they can create a sense of disconnection, whether between us and other people or us and God in particular. And so we really want to understand the way that God uh, not only is that constant uh, faithful creator, savior, redeemer, helper that he is in father, son, and spirit. We also can rely on what he has given us as resources. So redemption as well as resources are important for our mental health. And one of the resources he gives us is memory and the way he has created it in order to heal. And so I am a EMDR therapist, an EMDR practitioner, which is an eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Reprocessing, (laughs) that's the name of the therapy. So if you want more information on that, if you have some traumatic memories or disturbing memories, that is an excellent therapy for that. But it has to do with this concept that our brains are made to heal. And I think it might be easier for us as Christians to look at this from a creationist perspective. Of course, God made our brains to heal. He not only uh, 
recognizes alongside of us uh, that the world is disintegrating, that creation itself is groaning, that our bodies are groaning. He also has a plan for redemption and restoration. We won't see all of that till Jesus comes back again, right? But we do get pieces and snatches of it now. And I don't know about you guys, but that's really encouraging for me that God gives us pieces of that now in the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus and that working in our bodies um, in order to heal. And so a psalm I find really helpful for this is Psalm 42, verse 4, remembering God's faithfulness in any experience, in any experience. And that says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. So when we are on the floor pouring out our soul before God, when the difficult things come up, he builds in us this place of other experiences that this isn't all that defines our lives. This isn't all that defines what God is giving us. There's again, that good and the hard held together in our lives. Um, Beyond that, like I said, there are ways that our brains are made to heal. And so EMDR is one. Biofeedback is another where we can watch our brain waves uh, and begin to make uh, some small adjustments in our uh, negative self-talk and things like that to, to rearrange literally the brain waves that we see on the screen. And once we practice that, then the skill is learned and we're able to do it without seeing the brain waves on the screen because we understand our bodies a little bit more. There's all kinds of methods. Simply uh, talking about your struggles are going to go a long way in having a space where those memories feel connected rather than disconnected is what we're going for. Remember, first of all, Satan always tries to disconnect. That's one of his major tools from people, but certainly he tries to disconnect us from God. When we share those things with people or with God, then we feel that sense of connection that we need inside of us. And that is a powerful thing in offering real healing in our mental health. And it's why people who have been through a stent of therapy that was really positive for them, they felt heard and seen, they had a good connection with the therapist. Uh, why people who have a pastor that they feel extremely connected to, that also helps them feel heard and seen and presents them the truth of God, the word of God, but with the grace along side of it, that those are healing for people from experiences they've had with other therapists or pastors that they didn't have good connections with, or uh, maybe they were in other denominations, or maybe they had family issues. Relationships are healing, both our relationship with God and with one another. So we want to walk through our memories rather than avoid them is probably one of the major messages there. <laughs> I would I would like to avoid them a lot of the times, but God brings healing in the middle of the fire. He brings healing in the middle of those difficult places in our life when we pour out our soul much more freely. It's able to connect to us much more freely than when we try to walk around it. And I'm sure we've all had experiences where we tried and that just didn't work. So in the last couple minutes, I just wanted to leave a space. Does, do you guys have any questions about memory or healing or anything we talked about today? I usually don't leave time for that.
<laughs> I know. I was just, I've been thinking, uh, connecting this to our life together in the church uh, and and the language that we hear in liturgy too about memory and and the whole um, the whole act of of pre- preparation for communion and confession is remembering these things and bringing them back mm-hmm. up into our memory and laying them out and then we have God who says um, I forgive you and I will not remember this anymore and that is I'm making these connections that is mm-hmm. a really really powerful thing Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is, we need to know that God uh, is different than us a lot mm-hmm. of the time, you know, uh, very often. And it's like, Andy, you typed in our show notes a little bit that, that God is infinite where I am finite. You know, he's so different from us. And so those are powerful reminders. I think when we sit in worship or when we sit in Bible study and discuss with people, both have their own purposes. Uh, but part of that is to remind us that God is big, we are small, but we are bound together by his grace and love and affection. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we have just one minute left. (laughs) What do we want to wrap up with in in one minute? (laughs) Well, I think if people need a few resources, that might be really helpful. So they can go to HeidiGaiman.com to learn more about these things. We're studying always growing in our stages of development all year long. Right now we're in Psalm 139. You can join us and walk alongside us. There's a study reading plan and things. There's a video with our own LCMS Heather Roosh, um, life advocate. And so she joins talking more about this topic of remembrance in a video that's about 30 minutes long that's available at HeidiGaiman.com and on the YouTube channel. And then um, next Sunday and next Monday, then on Mental Health Monday, we'll do the video on Sunday. On Mental Health Monday with you guys, we'll do relationships and growth. So that's interesting. Sarah just mentioned that connection, especially within the bodies of Christ, our families, our friendships, all those things around us. How do we begin relationships and how do we grow relationships, uh, both biblically and then also with our psychological and sociological understandings. And so I would love for people to join us at uh, HeidiGaiman.com. I'm on Facebook, Heidi Gaiman Writes, uh, Instagram, Heidi Gaiman, Twitter, Heidi Gaiman, you know, lots of social media you can find me. (laughs) So follow along and we'll talk more about memory today and um, God's fearful and wonderfulness and how he made us that way as well this whole month. And you can find links to Heidi's material, Heidi's website, on the program notes for today's Coffee Hour. Yep. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. KFUO Radio. Visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.